Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Exodus, chapters 35 through 40. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. If you have been with us in our study of the book of Exodus, you know that God told Moses to go tell Pharaoh what? Let my people go. Very good, Exodus 4 and 5. And you know the story as Pharaoh refused and God sent a series of 10 plagues to begin with, first of all, the water turning to blood. You'll find that in chapter 7 of the book of Exodus. And then finally, the 10th plague was that of the death of the firstborn in Egypt. You find that in chapter 12 of the book of Exodus. And so after these series of plagues, then Pharaoh decided to allow the children of Israel to leave Egypt. Two and a half million Hebrews backpack out of Egypt. But before they left, you know, you were with us. Before they left, they uh, collected back wages, if you will, for 400 years of slavery And they left with gold and silver and other valuable items. Pharaoh chases the Hebrews, as you know the story, and through the Red Sea. And Pharaoh and his army is drowned in, or Pharaoh's army is drowned in the Red Sea. And the people are on the other side of the Red Sea. And in chapter 15, they begin to sing the song of Moses. They begin to sing a victory song in chapter 15. And the interesting thing is that they don't don't know where they're going. They don't have any maps. They have no provision. They don't really know where they're going. They're headed into the desert out of Egypt. And while they're traveling through the desert, they make several stops at several campsites, Sukkoth, Etham, Mara, and Elam, and other places they stop until they finally get into the wilderness. And then finally they come to Mount Sinai where Charlton Heston, I mean Moses gives them the Ten Commandments and the instructions on the building as God gives them to Moses and tells Moses just how to build the tabernacle. So we come to chapter 35. We come to a time here in chapter 35 that Moses is going to tell the people all the things that God has spoken to him up on the mountain. Listen, he's going to tell them about the tabernacle. He's going to tell them the things that God has already shared with him. Keeping in mind, up until chapter 35, Moses hasn't told the people what God told him about the building of the tabernacle. So what we have here in chapter 35, listen, is a discussion, chapter 35 through chapter 40, is a detailed giving of the instructions on how to build the tabernacle. 
Now, if you were with us in chapter 25 through 30, are you listening? If you were with us in chapter 25 through 30, you know we have already done an in-depth teaching on the tabernacle. And remember I titled that series, Jesus in the Tabernacle? Remember that? Were you with me? Anybody was with any? Okay, good. Then you know we covered the tabernacle and some fine points that we learned a lot, didn't we? About the tabernacle. And I've actually packaged that series, Jesus in the Tabernacle. I actually got a picture of it for you. If you are interested in it, you might want to pick this up. I think it honestly... It's one of the most fascinating, if you will, uh, teachings that we have done here uh, at the church. The Tabernacle, a study in types and parallels of Jesus Christ. We have some copies available tonight in the bookstore. Should we run out? I don't even know how many CDs are in that teaching. How many, Michelle? Five? Five. Not too bad. And uh, so if we run out tonight... You can uh, order that, but I think that you might want to have that. So with that, we are not going to go in-depth. So if you want this in-depth teaching, you might want to stop. But we're not going to go into it because we don't need to go into it because we have already dealt with this in-depth. Now, if you were with us, just kind of high level, we talked about the tabernacle with all of its coverings and all of the borders and all of the sockets of gold and the sockets of silver. We looked at the bronze laver, the menorah, the table of showbread, the ark of incense or the altar of incense and the ark of the covenant. We looked at the mercy seat, the lid, the veil of the temple. We discussed all of that. So tonight we actually can move at light speed. Amen. That's 186,000 miles per second. We probably can't move that quick, but we can move pretty quick as we go through chapter 35 through 40 tonight until we finally get to we'll start in 35 and we'll finally get to chapter 39 where it says and i love it moses looked at the completed building project of the tabernacle and moses said it is done you don't have to go there now we'll go there in just a few minutes and then in chapter 40 verse 33 so moses finished the work and god's presence Moved in. I love it. Chapter 35, we're going to talk. Moses is going to talk to Israel, to the Hebrew people. And he's going to tell them, ask them to bring an offering to build the tabernacle like God told him. So with that, we're going to be covering quite a bit, chunks of uh, text tonight. And, uh, and then, we'll, then we're just going to kind of peruse it and We'll just pick up on this verse and pick up on that verse and pick up on this verse. So we'll keep our heads buried in the Bible tonight because we have much to cover in just a short period of time. So in Exodus 35, we pick up in verse 1. We'll read right through to verse 9, come back and have a few comments. Verse 1, chapter 35, if you're looking at it, say amen. Amen. Then Moses gathered all the congregation of the children of Israel together and said to them, These are the words which the Lord has commanded you to do. Work shall be done for six days, but the seventh day shall be what, saints? A holy day 
a Sabbath of rest to the Lord. And whoever does any work on it shall be put to death. You shall kindle no fire throughout your dwellings on the Sabbath day. Stop right there. Give me your attention. (laughs) I'm trying. Really, I really am. Okay, Sabbath keepers. If we're really going to keep the Sabbath, and you're truly going to keep the Sabbath, then you have to keep the Sabbath. That would mean all of the Sabbath. And according to the Bible, we just read it, if you're a Sabbath keeper, then even if you turn on your stove on the Sabbath day, you are breaking the law and you are and it's worthy of death. You understand? You can't even cook food on the Sabbath day. This is my problem with Sabbath keepers. They want to keep part of the Sabbath. Listen, you keep the whole law or none at all. I choose to place myself under the finished work of Jesus who fulfilled the entire law so I don't have to be a Sabbath keeper and I don't have to bring a sacrifice and I don't have to worry about all of the details of the law because Jesus fulfilled the entire law. So if you want to talk to me about Sabbath, then talk to me about Sabbath and I'd like to talk to you about Sabbath. And I'll ask you, do you turn on your stove? Do you cook? You ever boiled a hot dog on the Sabbath? (laughs) Say amen, saints. If you have, you're going to (laughs) die. Right? Okay, so look at verse 4. And Moses spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, This is the one thing which the Lord commanded, saying, Take from among you an offering to the Lord, whoever is of a willing heart. Underline that in your neighbor's Bible. No, that's good. Whoever is of a willing heart and let him bring it as an offering to the Lord. Gold, silver, bronze, blue, purple, scarlet thread, fine linen, and goat's hair. Ram skin dyed red, badger skins and acacia wood, oil for the light, and spices for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense. Onyx stones, stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate. Saints, stop right there. Give me your attention. God says, bring an offering to the Lord all those who have what? A willing heart. And then you want to notice that God lists all the offerings that are to be brought, silver, gold, bronze, etc. Then if you fast forward through verse 10 through 19, you will also see the articles that were to be brought to build the tabernacle the pegs, the garments for the ministry, for the high priest. And you can uh, read that on your own time. Notice in verse 20, if you're looking at it, say amen. Amen. And all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. See, Moses laid everything out for them. And then they all left. And then everyone came back in verse 21, whose heart was stirred. And everyone whose spirit was what? Willing. And they brought the Lord's offering for the work of the tabernacle of meeting for all its service and for the holy garments. And they came, both men and women, as many as had a what? Willing heart. And they brought earrings and nose rings. Wow. You know, styles do come back. (laughs) See it right there. 
They bought earrings and nose rings and rings and necklaces and all jewelry of gold. That is every man who made an offering of gold to the Lord. And every man with whom was found blue and purple and scarlet thread, fine linen and goat's hair, ram skins of red, badger skins, brought them. And everyone who offered an offering of silver or bronze bought the Lord's offering. And everyone with whom was found acacia wood for any work of the service bought it. And all the women in verse 25 who were gifted artisans spun yarn with their hands and they brought what they had spun of blue, purple, scarlet, and fine linen. And all the women whose hearts were stirred with wisdom spun yarn of goat's hair. And then the rulers, they bought the expensive stuff, onyx stones, the stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate and spices and oil for the light, for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense. And the children of Israel brought a free will offering to the Lord. All the men and, who, and women whose heart was, what saints? Willing to bring material for all kinds of work, which the Lord, by the hand of Moses, had commanded to be done. Now stop right there. Give me your attention. Are you getting this? Listen. They are not taking up a collection. They are not passing the plate. They are not passing the hat. Verse 20 tells us in our Bibles, go ahead and peruse it again. Everyone departed or they left Moses' presence. And then in verse 21, they came back. Everyone whose heart the Lord stirred, whose spirit was willing, and they brought an offering for the tabernacle building project. Then notice in verse 22, they came as many as were willing. And then look at verse 29. They brought a free will offering as many as were willing, brought materials for the work. Now watch this. Get this. This is very interesting. Give me your attention. Very interesting. The offering, did you note this? Did you get it? The offering doesn't start with the expensive stuff. It doesn't start with the gemstones that were brought by the rulers who, who bought the most costly items in verse 27. Notice it started with the person who said, hey, God's doing a work. Hey, God's building a building. Hey, I've got some earrings. They send the next person says, well, I've got a bracelet. And then someone says, well, you know, I got some goat's hair. I mean, can't, I can't even imagine this. We're doing a building project here. You guys know we're kind of in a building project. And somebody says, hey, Pastor Rodney, I'm going to bring you some goat's hair. What you want me to do with that? You, what, you going to make yourself a weave or something? What you want me to... What did we do with that? I don't know what to do with that. But they bought goat's hair. And then some guy says, hey, you know what? I don't have any gold or silver, but I got some acacia wood in my garage, and I'll bring that. And then some of the women, they spun some yarn, and they said, here you go. And then the rulers brought the expensive stuff. Now, saints, listen, here's my point. Everyone was not able to give the same. And everyone gave something, and everyone gave what they had, and everyone gave it willingly. And God, listen, isn't looking for what you give. God is looking at how you give it. 
Are you giving it willingly or grudgingly? Second Corinthians 9, 7, Paul said this. So let each one give as he purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves what? A cheerful giver. God's looking at how you give it. Now, you can read the Bible and you can see that there is an arm-length list of things that were mandatory. You've got the peace offering and the sin offering and all of these various offerings that were mandatory. But listen, but when it comes to the work of the tabernacle, you've got to get this. Everything that is used has to be given with a willing heart. There's plenty of stuff in the Bible that's mandatory. You must give it. You don't have a choice. But the tabernacle, the building of God's house, are you listening? The building of God's house had to be given willingly. Why, Rodney? Because, listen, remember we talked about it in our series, Jesus in the Tabernacle? We talked about the fact that the tabernacle is a picture of Jesus. And we know that Jesus came and died for the sins of the world. The Bible tells us that Jesus came and laid down his life, not because he had to, but because he willingly offered his life. Don't you remember Jesus himself said, no man takes my life, I lay it down. And if I lay it down, I will take it up again. Don't ever say, oh, poor Jesus, they killed Jesus. Nobody killed Jesus. You got it? Nobody killed him. He willingly laid down his life. Romans 5 8 tells us, but God demonstrated his love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus willingly laid down his life. So if the tabernacle, listen, is a reflection of Jesus, then like Jesus willingly offered his life, the people had to willingly bring an offering. And they came with a willing heart. And they came with a willing mind. And there was no such thing as triple tithe Sunday. (laughs) Anybody know what I'm talking about? All right, that's five people, six, seven. Triple tithe. You know, there are churches that triple tithe Sunday. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that would mean you are one blessed individual. (laughs) Triple tithe Sunday. Well, you... Just by virtue of the word, you know what it is. That means on this particular Sunday, and some churches have it once a year, some have it biannually, and some have it quarterly. Triple tithe Sunday. Listen, that's not bringing it with a willing heart. So often people make so much. I am, I am, I just, I've been in ministry for 20 plus years. I've been walking with God for a really long time. I've been in a lot of churches. I'm amazed at how much we make of money in the church. That's why we have the offering boxes on the back wall, because I want you to understand that you do not keep the church, the tabernacle of God, going. You don't do that. If it's God's work, God provides for his work. And I can trust the Lord. To, to put in the boxes what we need. And let me tell you something. I've already told you. I'll tell you again. We have never, ever had a need that God didn't meet. Amen. Never. Praise God, I'll wait. We never had a need. 
Why? Because listen, God's work, when God's work is done God's way, God provides what is necessary to get the work done. When God's work is done God's way, God provides what is necessary to get the job done. But when it's our work done our way, well, then God is under no obligation to get the job done. And then you got to beg people and have triple tie Sunday. And, you know, you got to have the offerings and the more offerings and the more offerings. I went to a church one time where I went there for five years. What do you mean one time? And they one time they... They, they had people, if you were a $100 giver, $100 or more, I want you to stand up and get in this line. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, you gotta, you're a $100 or more giver now, and you stand in this line, and if you are $50 or more, well, then you stand in this line, and if you're, you know, $20 or more, then you stand in this line, and then they had the all other line. I'm not kidding you. And the people who are in the $100 or more line, well, they got a prayer. And I noticed this kind of stuff because I'm like this. They got a really nice prayer. They got a special prayer. And it was full of fire. God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Please don't tell me I'm alone. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding you. And the reason why it's funny because it's, it, it, you know what? It's ridiculous. So you're really anointing prayer for them and it's really, and then for the people who are, you know, $50 or more, well, they get somewhat nearing a little bit, but not quite like the other prayer. And then the $20 or more, well, you know, they got a prayer. And then the all others, they were got, Lord, bless them so they can give more. I am not kidding you. Don't you see that there's no striving, cajoling, manipulating? The people are giving with a willing heart. And can I tell you something? I'm going to move on. God does not ever ask people to give more than they have. That is never the Lord. It is never the Lord for you to put your tithe or giving a, a special offering on your credit card, because if you put it on your credit card, God's going to bless you someday to be able to pay off your credit card. These are, this is craziness. Isn't this shocking? I'm telling you things that happen in the church. That's why when I saw that stuff going on, I was like, Lord, if, if you ever, ever, if I was ever, I would never do that. And praise God to the day, I never have. Some men trust in horses. Some trust in chariots. But we trust in who? The name of our God. And that's all right. And I'm happy to say I've been trusting God. And I'm blessed to tell you every week that you guys give. And, and, and the bills are paid and everything is getting taken care of. I am so blown away and blessed. And honored because there's no manipulation. You guys give from a willing heart. That's this church. People just giving because they want to see the work of God furthered. 
Well, if I'm going to meet my deadline, I better keep going. <laughs> Look at verse 30. Matter of fact, verse 30 through 35, I'm just going to tell you, there's this guy by the name of Beziel. You remember him? Beziel's a gifted, spirit-filled, anointed carpenter. We talked about him in chapter 31. His name means in the shadow of God. Beziel is the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And God called Beziel. I want you to just keep perusing in your Bible, remember? God called Beziel, and he also called a guy by the name of Aholiab. Aholiab, his name means father of the tent. And he had a gift of teaching others to do the work of the ministry. So the tabernacle was to be so precise that when you looked at the embroidery, you wouldn't see a stitch missing. When you looked at the menorah, it was perfectly carved. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.